1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: Let's kick off the pro football season.
1: Jackson Jackson himself. looking at him. Back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a Touchdown. He is Houdini!
3: This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty.
1: Brought
4: to you by Encore Audio Video. For a fully automated smart home or a state-of-the-art home theater, start with a visit to EncoreAudioVideo.com. The screen is intercepted!
1: Big Keith Trailer. Look at him run! 40! 50! (laughs) Watch out! The earth is shaking!
3: Danny and Dusty on 1080.
5: You have to be kidding me! That is impossible! That is absolutely impossible what he just did. The fan.
6: Our number three, Danny Dusty with you on this Wednesday. It's amazing how time flies when it's football season. Like, there's just so much stuff going on, especially heading into week yeah. one.
7: No, I mean, it started to build this way last week with college football coming. Then yeah. we hit Monday, and, and nobody was, you know, nobody's listening because it's Labor Day.
6: Yeah, we were working.
7: Though. We were working, and we were working hard because we, we had lots of stuff to talk about.
6: Sure did. Okay, so heading into week two, then, of Oregon and Oregon State seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at these two teams, and look, it couldn't be more opposite the results that they had uh, in week one. A blowout uh, win and a blowout loss mm-hmm. for both of them. For For Oregon State, as you take a look at heading down to Fresno what are you looking for the beeves to improve on the most? Like, if you're just going one thing that you are looking for from this Oregon State team, what is it?
7: Uh, for me, probably the mental side of things. They had a bunch of false starts. They had they obviously had a fumble early on. I think it's just the, the little yeah. things. That's really the mental capacity things. I think defensively, they were fine. Uh, they did pick up some penalties, but I'd rather pick up have my guys pick up penalties being aggressive on plays than if they're going to pick them up, than not. Um, but Dumb, dumb mistakes, I think that's the thing. Because I think otherwise their game plan was good. I thought their effectiveness was good. I thought they... They carried out everything they wanted to do in a manner that was like, yeah, you felt good leaving that game, even beyond the scoreboard. But I think they need to clean up the, the mental mistakes more than anything else.
6: Yeah, and that, that'll that be big just to see if it's that is a First jitters, tendency or yeah. it's week one to week two. For me, it's they have to be able to run the ball more effectively traditionally. Mm. Jack Coletto is not your number one back. I love the, how they use Jack Coletto. But he had three carries for 44 yards. As a team, they had 178 yards rushing on 37 carries. If you take his 14.7 yards per carry out of it yeah. on his three carries, they weren't very effective running the football.
7: They weren't awful, but they weren't as good as you would hope for because they do have two very good running back running backs in and Martinez and, Fen- and Fenwick.
6: Who hey. both averaged under four a carry. Yep,
7: uh, And your offensive line... That was the thing is, I thought their offensive line did a really good job of opening poles. I, I thought that they they did okay. Mm-hmm. I thought there was maybe a little too much dancing behind the line of scrimmage, particularly early in the game. Um, I'm always a big fan of keep it simple, stupid early in the game. But
6: Yeah, I think with Boise State, Boise State looked a lot slower than the other mm-hmm. the Boise teams have passed outside of their their running back, who was very fast. And the quarterback. But if you look at it with Oregon State on the defensive side, it was not the fastest Boise team that we have seen, and that would usually be a recipe to run the ball all over them. I think they have to be more effective in their run game, especially with the way that they throw the football and the way that there was discipline issues with Boise State. Um, as far as getting those play action pops, oh, they right? did it so hard. But this is where you against better teams, you have got to be able to grind this thing out. Do you want to see them better on the ground? Do
7: you want to see them better between the tackles, or do you want to see
6: them? They're in the for 178 yards. Nitpicking, here. yeah, know.
7: but I mean, do, do you want to see them like, be better between the tackles and kind of the Oregon State yes. mo? Yeah, or are because are that's like, where Jonathan
6: Smith's identity is. Yeah. that I mean. Their explosives are fun, and it is incredible to watch, especially with chance Nolan is throwing the ball like he did. But they're between week one. But their identity is to grind you out and hit you over the top with play action, and when you run the ball effectively, your trick, your trick plays, your run game, it opens up so much mm-hmm. more for your passing game if, with Jonathan Smith. And so I'd love, I, I just, I want to see that. I can't wait to see that from them. Um, and I hope it happens this week against Fresno. And it was just kind of easing their way in. I think that is number one for me. Because, look, defensively, it that first half that they had when they came out of the gate, it does not get much no. better than what no. we saw.
7: They were aggressive as hell, disruptive at every level, linebackers flowing, getting pressure with the defensive line. Uh, I thought uh, Bray called an incredible game where he sat back and rushed four, sometimes three, sat in coverage. Uh, disrupted, got the interceptions, got the turnovers. And, and other times, he dialed up aggressiveness on third and longs and blew them up in the backfield. I, th- I thought that that first half was tremendous Morgan State.
6: And when you give up yards and points in the second half, it was because you had a quarterback that you're not game planning for. That, and I think right? you go, you go a little Hank, bit soft. Well, it was Hank Bachmeier, Bachmeier was the game plan. And th- when they put the backup in, he what was uh, at, what, what's his name, Green? Yeah, Taylor uh, Green. Green. Threw a wrench into everything that you do because he's completely different. He he's run, a, runs He like is a, a completely different quarterback no. than Hank Bachmeier is, and that's a big change to your game. That's a shock to your game plan, especially when you're up twenty-four nothing. Yeah,
7: I don't think you're changing. I think you're you're operating under a um, defensive principles of getting a pass rush outside of mm-hmm. a, instead of you know spying or opting for contain, which is what ultimately bit Oregon State late. Uh, was Was Taylor Green getting loose on a long broken play? Um, that certainly changes things. Uh, I mean, again, we're nitpicking with Oregon State. Which, on the flip side of this, when we get to Oregon, we're not nitpicking. Yeah. We're just going to drop a hammer.
6: Well, I mean, I, I think it's a lot easier for Oregon, though. When you look at it, it's just one. You've got to score points. I mean, that is number yeah. one. Like number one for me. It, look schematically, they were they were actually good good offensively. They, they were. I thought they were defensively. You have got you can go offense and defense with with the ducks and that you just have to see competence in crossing routes and backs out and tight ends. I think if that or tackling I was, just tackling just was tackling. where I was going to
7: go, that was number one. I wonder
6: me, what the true. actual numbers are. Am I going to have to go back and do this on the missed tackles for Oregon? Because I just watch that game again. I'd say they're really probably, count them probably nine, like
7: nine. N- no, no, I'm talking like nine brutal, like, no, I, I, no,
6: you're talking like, That was in the teens. Their missed tackles were in the teens. Oh no! And all of them were backbreakers. Yes, but uh, every single one of them.
7: I'm I'm mostly looking at the first half of before the game was well. well, I guess I shouldn't say out of control because it was out of control in the first quarter. All right, but it was it was early on where I was like, gee. And I mean, you picked up three alone on Darnell Washington's little uh, rub route out to the flat. So
6: Uh, we have got this, according to Matt Hinton of uh, what is it? CBS Sports, mm-hmm. or I guess he's now just writing independently. He was with CBS Sports. According to Pro Football Focus, Oregon's defense, uh, 20 missed tackles.
7: Good God! I mean, that, that, that tracks. I, I, I said basically nine in the first half, so yeah, that tracks.
6: Yeah, it was ugly. Um, that and that's, was...
7: That's, dis- that's a disgusting amount of missed tackles.
6: Yeah, you can't do that. Um, we have another one that says George's receivers alone. Just ball catchers, 12 missed tackles, forced 12 missed tackles. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's
7: in-space tackles. That's your, that's your secondary and your linebackers doing a, just a piss-poor job of wrapping guys up.
6: That's so brutal.
7: That's, that's awful.
6: And then offensively, it is you have got to, when you say score, it is finish your drives, mm-hmm. damn it. Finish the drives for Oregon.
7: I'm going to go even simpler. Okay. Complete a positive play over the middle. Because they got they they had the edges they had the edges all game long against Georgia. Georgia's game plan was you can have everything you want out here, buddy.
6: Don't you, think you're going to see many teams going across the middle against Georgia. No,
7: but and what I think they think they need that confidence that they can get okay. a play over the middle that they can they can win between the hashes because again everybody else they play on their schedule is not named Georgia. <laughs> so build that confidence and and get positive winning plays over the prime real estate on the field.
6: 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. We have fun with audio and some of your feedback. Next, Danny Dusty on the fan.
2: Why?
1: Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? 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 Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download Speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the wise and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
3: This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty.
0: Brought to you by Encore Audio Video.
3: On 1080 The
6: Fan. That is Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. 503-250-1080. That's the fan text line. Oh, boy. Uh, your feedback. What are you looking for? Um, and you want to see week one to week two for the Ducks or the beeves um, this text just says, Hey, how about a touchdown for Oregon? That'd be <laughs> nice. That'd be nice. Uh, this one says, hi guys. Georgia didn't even punt until there was 10, 17 left in the fourth quarter. Ducks defenders haven't been able to tackle or wrap up in the last few years. They were better last year. I mean, they were actually decent with Avalos. They, yeah. it's been bad. It's been a roller coaster. The,
7: the, the tackling was, I, I know that game was brutal. But the tackling to me was one of the most abysmal things in that
6: game. It was bad. That that was bad. That that was. And it was actually early. it was the most disappointing too because you have a defensive minded head coach, you have and you're gassing a very the defense good up. Staff um, of coaches with a very good track record on you that side of the ball. Two NFL linebackers bad. who should be
7: like kind of leading that charge.
6: Yeah. Um. Secondary, secondary looked afraid to tackle um, uh, almost all the secondary. That is
7: well. Darnell Washington, everybody is afraid to tackle. You can watch the tape.
6: Well, there's no reason you can really do when no, six, seven, two, seven, yeah, no. no like, over I, you. What do you want I to pick him high?
7: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I get it. Like
6: <laughs> and that's, I wouldn't want that's, to tackle that guy either.
7: <laughs> business decisions were being made, and that's not gonna be a uniquely Oregon problem. Mm. Tune into a Georgia game this year. You're going to make you're going to see business decisions being made regularly on that man.
6: Yeah. You gotta go low. You gotta go low.
7: And even then you got to be careful where you go though.
6: Yeah, or he'll just run right through yeah, it. Too. You, you
7: put a knee right in your chest.
6: All right, uh, we got some fun with audio today. Um, two pieces of fun. both of them from Louisiana. All right. Do do we call fair or foul on the this reporter who uh Brian Kelly called out to which this young woman called him right back out.
1: We'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh Enjoyed the the weekend. Um, that's usually ten dollars um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place.
5: <laughs> did you
6: win
8: on the other side?
1: I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on
6: time. Uh oh! If you could, <sighs> couldn't hear it because it's very hard to to read or hear, the reporter says maybe if you won a game. I would be on time.
7: Okay. Let me go ahead and go through this because I have thoughts. First, I'm going to old man this. Get to your appointments on time for the love of God.
6: Okay. 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 I've got a follow-up to this. I found out who the woman is. I did too. Her name is Leah Vaughn. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. She is, uh, according to her bio, a native Texan, a sportswoman, LSU baseball and football beat writer for the Advocate Baton Rouge, and she graduated from University of uh, Texas in 2017. And that's and your dead giveaway m- medal in uh, 2000. Yeah, yeah. medal.
7: That's, uh, that's uh, that Northwestern, I believe, is the that's their uh, sure uh, journal, that's the, their their journalism. their journalism program.
6: Yeah, I believe that right. is. Well, this young woman uh, said. The press conference was at noon. I was running from a doctor's appointment, got there at 11.57. Brian Kelly called me out, said jokingly I owed him $10. I said if he'd won, maybe I'd be there on time. Not my finest hour. I apologized afterward, and he was super chill. Said I still owed him $10. Um, I know Brian Kelly likes to joke. He clearly took it as one from our conversation afterward. All in good fun, fam. I, I
7: will say this. Brian Kelly, I don't like (laughs) for a a litany of reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He actually took the high road here on multiple steps. Number one, he didn't call her out. No. He said a late arriving crowd of which I am a stickler for time. I feel like I, I'm not an anxious human being ever. Mm -hmm. If I am going to be late or even like not at least five minutes early, I will get physically ill. Okay. Like it, it bothers me. That's that's the military instilled in me. If you're if you're not fifteen minutes early, you're late, mm-hmm. you know. So like that part of it already bothers me. Like I'm very get off my lawn about that. There's no way you're gonna change that.
6: He was three minutes early. Yes. Okay.
7: But they're clearly getting started at a right. Had she said something anything else, I would have been like, eh, you know, whatever. Have some fun with it. That line talking about how that she has a great relationship with him, how it's his first year coaching. This is his first post like week two press conference. Yeah. Like that that did not seem like, and the tone of that did not sound like ha ha ha. ha. No, that sounded like it hey, went a game, and then maybe I'll be here on time. It's she walked it back and she was very professional in uh-huh. her walk back, and he was great about it. I very much believe that that comment when taken in that space in that room was a lot of head snapping and
6: like <laughs> not well, only a, Oh,
7: but also a, what are you doing? Uh,
6: I love it. Now, when I first heard it, I was like, damn, but also he was joking about yes. the $10 and you got to put it in the kitty We'll have a big party, whatever. And so she fired right back. Leah sounds like she might be a bit of a handful. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is quick, she's sharp, and she does not shy away from the ones that dig at you. <laughs>
7: I, I, I would I would just say I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet that in the next 10 years she does something stupid.
6: Yeah. Here is my <laughs> thing is... Uh, it... Brian, I don't like Brian Kelly either. No, and like it's I easy. Got, it's very
7: easy to not like the guy for again a litany of reasons.
6: There is a lot of disrespect in Leavon or Van's response to Jeez. you, which also is like, okay, come on now. Like,
7: even if you hate the guy,
6: like do the job. the The way that LSU lost that game, maybe if you'd win, like I don't think he's over that one yet. I don't think that no. uh, I don't think old Brian Kelly is okay with the way that that game played out because no. what else does his team? need? Well, I know what they need to do. Make a damn extra point, mm-hmm. and they're heading to overtime in that game, right? They drove 99 yards on the final drive of the game and scored, and scored on the goal line in the back of the end zone as it goes to zero, and all your damn kicker needs to do is make an extra point after he'd already gotten one blocked earlier, and you muffed two punts, right? So there's definitely some reasons why they should have and could have won that football game mm-hmm. against Florida State. I don't think he's over that one. So that one, I kind of go, yeah, whatever. But the pearl clutching over, oh, oh my goodness. Well, he was joking, too. Like, he was saying, $10 in the kitty. We'll have a big old party at my house. Yeah, and, then, and so she joked right back with him, like, hey, maybe win a game and I'll show up on time.
7: I think there's levels Not to for everybody. certainly to that.
6: She definitely punched her a little <laughs> bit harder.
7: <laughs> and that's the thing is, one sounded like a joke. Uh, and he could have been like, hey, miss, you know, whatever, uh, called her out individually by name. It was it was all intact. So that's that's really what it was, and I hate the fact that I'm sitting here is the living meme of the worst person you know making a good point, and that's the thing is like I yeah I find Brian myself Kelly. on Brian Kelly's side here, and I'm like I'm viscerally angry see, about. See, but it. I feel like he was kind of digging in there. Like yeah. he could have gotten in a dig and said you know for the late arriving press and left it and left it there, but he yeah. kept going with the normally that'll be ten dollars in the kitty and we'll have a party at my place and see yeah. the, he could have left it with I'm, one statement. I'm familiar with the kitty though. Like that was a thing like yeah. in the in the military, like when you if you were laid to formation, you either got taunted belligerently, made to do something very physically painful, or it cost you money under your wallet. So that to me again, I think it's more of a culture thing than anything else. And I like I said, I will be very much get off my lawn about this.
6: So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I still stand against Brian Kelly, but apparently also against Leah Vance. So yes, I'm against them both. Am, there we go. I'm against them both. One guy that I am pro is Ed Orgeron, who went to the Little Rock Touchdown Club. <laughs> now, this Little Rock Touchdown Club. Remember, they, they just had John Gruden. They they made headlines last week because of the John Gruden thing. They pull names at the Little Rock Touchdown. Listen, club. Man, this the, is Arkansas's booster club. The guest booking they there. Got it. They got it. Yes. And here was Ed O talking about his departure from LSU.
5: I'm so grateful of my time for LSU. That was my opportunity. You know, coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got 50 years. Some coaches got 12. Mine was six. Good. I got to tell you, we had a meeting. They coach things are not going well. No. Rachel you can see that, brother. <laughs> and there we go. And Scott Woodward is a friend of mine today. Really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. So, so what's I thought, next? Well, well I got to tell you this, though. Say, coach, you got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. I said, what time do you want me to leave? And what door do you want me out on, brother? <laughs>
6: so much he's just a no s even ray charles can see that yeah uh-huh. you're right it's not going well and then his snorting uh, along the entire part of it the foghorn leghorn. oh my gosh i absolutely love all of this about ed orgeron and then to end it off with yeah what time you want me to leave what door you want me to go out of because he knew it man he knew he, that he was up against it this guy won a national championship in 2019, and he got run out two years later. Less than two years later. He was looking for a new job. I think that that is, like, he knew exactly what it takes and how that fan base reacts to everything. And the fact that he is able to laugh it off now, I like Ed O even more. Like, uh, uh, by all accounts, he is an insanely tough person to work for and yes. work with. He is, I've heard some some horror stories but some stuff. At the same time, he is also a guy that like seventeen million dollars. The bag is kind of what led to his downfall. I mean, if you yeah, if when you're done this money, one hundred percent, he got the money, and then we saw the reports of him like shacking up with people, hitting on like administrators' wives at gas stations. Like he took his eyes off the prize, and so when they gave him the hey man, we're gonna give you seventeen million to go away, he was like. Perfect. Boom. Even more cash, and I'm riding off into the sunset living his best life, which is exactly what he's doing right now.
7: Which, again, I would too. it's kind of, uh, I mean, it always pays to know who you are. <laughs> and in his case, it pays $17.1 million. Bingo.
6: Bingo, bango, bongo. All right. Uh, is this news? Is it breaking news? It's definitely deleted news.
3: This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty.
4: Brought to you by Encore Audio
7: Video.
6: On 1080 The Fan. I got some beef uh, with college football. I
7: thought you were going to say Edwin Diaz. I was
6: going to say how. No. College football is all... Everybody's trying to steal this. Nebraska tried it. Alabama did it. Yeah, it's Edwin Diaz. Knock it off. Yeah, you can't do this as like... We're gonna, this is going to be like a thing for everybody now.
7: No. Trumpet Man went... To Edwin Diaz's game, I know, and and did it for him. Awesome, and it was
6: rad. If we were to give this song to one college football team, though, which one would it be? You got to have a lot of swag. Miami is my call. Yeah, you have the Latin flair. You've got. I think it's. I think it's the U. Yeah, it's got to be the U. Yeah, I
7: don't think it can go to anybody else.
6: Or San Diego State? No, you're the Aztecs.
7: Like I know how close they are to Mexico, but that's just yeah. No,
6: you, you, got, you, you got to have
7: the swag to back it up.
6: Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it's my, Miami was the first Latin, Latin trap music in yeah. my mind, and I think that's it. I think it is yeah. final answer. Yeah.
7: No, not Boise State. No. No.
6: Definitely not. no, Jeff. <laughs> Boise State. <laughs> really, the blue could, the blue turf gets you rocking.
7: You know. You know what? Where I could I could actually see this like. Working where it shouldn't, yeah, is a place like West Virginia.
6: Oh no, they're country roads through and through. They embrace their hillbilly. They, they so do. Much. They, they burn couches. That they, they jump sing over country roads. They have country and... roads on
7: their helmets now. Did you notice that? Uh, no. So on the back rubber piece, on the seal that keeps the the innards,
6: okay,
7: it says country and then roads. It's split down the middle. I like that. Yeah, it's it's great.
6: John Denver, he but knew. But I think
7: you need to have a, a party school.
6: West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Okay, well, then Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah. Party school in the desert. Yeah. Swaggy. Not good, but swaggy. Yeah.
7: Yeah, Arizona State, I think you could put on that list, too.
6: Yeah, I like where you're going with the party, the party school though, and that fits Miami. Yeah, no, that's, again, that again, it fits Miami. Yeah, yeah. Miami, it's Miami,
7: it's Miami. But if you're like, if you're gonna give it to somebody else, like if Miami was disqualified, here, mm-hmm. I, I think you could go with with Texas or uh, or Arizona State. I think those both work.
6: All right, final answer. We got you know. that figured out. Uh, Texas unveil it this weekend as you're getting hammered by Alabama. <laughs> go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah, no, no,
7: no come out to that. That, that way they, they have a theme song that Alabama can beat you to.
6: Uh, I saw the breaking news out of that game is that Alabama is not going to travel their band. Oh, Oregon did travel their band.
7: Why didn't, why isn't Alabama going to travel their band?
6: Uh, it was a seating issue. I don't know. Texas is back.
7: Um, <laughs> they over promised too many donors.
6: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quinn years needs the parking spot for the Alabama uh, band. So I'm not going to be able to facilitate that. It
7: does make sense after he got his truck towed by campus security.
6: That is true. That is true. Alright, uh, I teased it for the last segment. We gotta get, or for this segment, we gotta get to it next. Uh, Willie G. Ramirez. He had news until he didn't. Mm. But does he? Danny and Dusty on the fan.
2: That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at hero.co.
4: Leading ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Amaju L King.
3: Is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty
4: brought to you by Encore Audio Video on
6: 1080 The Fan. All right, uh, Willie G. Ramirez is a AT rider and also a radio host down in Las Vegas, Nevada. Indeed, uh, his Twitter profile picture makes him look like a black jet dealer uh,
7: in Biloxi, Mississippi. Not Las Vegas.
6: I was going to go off strip. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely on Fremont Street. No,
7: no, 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 Fremont Street's a certain kind of freak.
6: On the Missouri Bell.
7: Yeah, thank you. He's a riverboat dealer. Hundred percent. Looks
6: like that. Yeah, I could, I could get down with that. Uh, but I mean, we're in Vegas, so I'm trying to. I'm just trying to go to the most Vegas place he could be. Uh, but you, you guys are definitely right. It's a no collar. It's a mock neck button up shirt in the Twitter profile and a mm-hmm. very, very dyed uh, goatee. That is an aggressive goatee. Oh boy. Very died. Mm-hmm. Um, but his tweet at 10.09 p.m. Not not died. Last night. No, it's dead. Um, multiple sources have told me the NBA want to finally announce expansion to Las Vegas and Seattle during the Clippers' two preseason games at Seattle's Climate Pledge Arena on September 30th. Hey, we know a team playing in that. Oh, Blazers. Blazers. And hey. October 3rd. Uh, And the Lakers then play two preseason games in Vegas on October 5th and 6th.
7: Weird that they're playing in both those locations that the league insists aren't expansion cities, that we've all heard about as expansion cities, for a decade. He has since deleted
6: that tweet. (laughs) But I mean... Uh, I also it makes don't, a lot of sense.
7: I also don't think he's wrong. I've heard for years that the league wants to have the expansion cities named and processes in place before the new TV deal. Whether or not they right. announce them
6: here, I don't know. So, I mean, and we're running up against that timeline, Yeah, right? 2026. Of, of where you get everything launched, mm-hmm. ready, excitement, it's brewing. Gonna, it's going to and... take
7: two to three years to get everything up and going. I would imagine a new Sonics franchise would play at Climate Pledge Arena for the time being. They would stick out and figure out if they wanted a new arena. Um, I don't much... know
6: why you'd want to play anywhere else. Those sightlines are really good. They are,
7: but capacity-wise in the building itself, it yeah. is older. Let's let's not forget it's an old place, even though it has been restored. they gutted it. They did, but it's still...
6: Didn't they only keep the roof? I think I th- they only kept the roof.
7: I thought there were still more. Than... I, I could be wrong, yeah. but... Um, Capacity-wise, it, it's not as big as some of the new arenas right now. Listen, what do we see every time a, a new owner comes in? Yeah. When there's a building that's not oh yeah, the, the best. Um, but in Seattle, that's proved to be problematic, so perhaps maybe they just dump a bunch of money into this plot. I don't know. But uh, in Las Vegas, they also have, what is it, I think, T-Mobile Arena right now where the... Um, Golden Knights and the Aces play. Yeah. That would, While well, that one is small. That one's, I believe 14 and a half or 15,000. That one is on the smaller side. Um, but Vegas has shown that they can throw a building together really quick.
6: Well, aren't they, they got one on the, on the North end of the strip, right? That they're, that they're building That they unveiled the plans to, is that, the unveiled, that actually real? Or? Yeah.
7: The, that one hasn't been greenlit yet. And anything that's going to be like that, that's going to be backed by the NBA is going to have to be fully vetted and endorsed by the NBA. So while I would have assumed that would be the plan that happens, much like the, the Raiders and the Roomba, how, how quickly that came together once the team was officially set to move.
6: Seriously,
7: uh, Weird how that worked. Uh, I would imagine that any team that spawns up in Las Vegas would play at T-Mobile uh, until their new NBA arena is done. And what the, as weird as it's been, as it pertains to Las Vegas and everybody's saying it's a transient city or you know, real fans aren't there, uh, Raider fans have been there fully. Uh, yeah. Aces fans have been there fully,
6: but it's kind of like the race to oversaturation, though. It and it when, that, when does that happen there?
7: I mean, they've they. they speaking of race, now they've got an F one race that's going to take place next summer, Ooh. or I'm sorry, is it this this fall. I thought they were prepping. I think they're prepping. No,
6: I think it's next year. It, it's okay, Thanksgiving next, weekend. Yes, they're prepping next, next summer. Year, that's what it is. Three for think, I think it's Thanksgiving weekend.
7: Yeah, and what? Weekend. And they're going to shut down the strip. Yeah, which is insane. So like. They're they're expanding in Vegas in a, in a level that's, that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. But I don't know if the NBA is going to make an announcement here or not. Uh, I have not heard anything of anything kind of backing this. But I will say that him saying that definitely lines up with stuff that I've been told for the last couple of years.
6: I am uh, reading here on the new metrics for Climate Pledge Arena eighteen thousand three hundred. that's the, bigger than it was. Is the basketball capacity. It is. They've added four thousand seats. Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah. Because it, it was from it the, the
6: mid '90s, and then when the Sonics last played there, they've added uh, thirteen hundred extra seats. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that I, that's pretty. That's a pretty big stadium. It's on par. It's
7: it's it's certainly on the smaller yeah. side. But one of the things the NBA has done is they have gotten away from the 30000 seat places. They they don't want the places to be
6: that big anymore. Oh my gosh! There were arenas that big. There's a couple that
7: built up that big. Yeah. Oh
6: my god! I always thought the United Center was the biggest at like twenty, like uh, because Moda when Moda was Moda, built, it yes. was
7: huge. The 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 ones built basically post Moda went to like twenty three to like twenty seven, right Gee. in that range. Really? Yeah, they got a little too big, and then they they realized that
6: they needed to downsize them. Yeah, make them smaller, man. Because again, the size
7: and it wasn't about like getting people thought that always it was about gate 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 gate. Now it's become much more about TV deals. Yeah. Bringing us full circle back to Las Vegas and Seattle. Having two more teams in the pot, one of them being the Seattle market, which is, I believe, the fifth largest market in the country, uh, depending on what, what time of year you look at it. <laughs> uh, uh, it does matter to, to the TV partners. They, they want that market because right now they do not care about basketball in the Seattle market. They don't. Yeah. And, the, and the Portland Trailblazers, they love the Seattle market because they are going to get paid to sell the Seattle market because right now they own the rights.
6: Oh, it's so a little extra... Ca- oh, oh yeah, no.
7: Jody Allen and the stuff. Vulcans, they yeah, 100%, right. they own everything from uh, the, the Oregon border down into in yeah. a little sliver into Las Vegas all the way up to uh, Alaska.
6: Really? Yeah, that
7: is all the Trailblazers marketing.
6: It doesn't seem like they're doing a very good job. They have, they have,
7: I believe they still have the biggest piece of, of rights in the NBA right now. Land
6: Boy, that is huge. It, it's monstrous. All right, well... I mean, they're not really doing much with it to grow the brand they've over pulled, there. Here's
7: the thing: is they've tried, they just don't care.
6: Well, the Sonics fans are never going to become no, Blazers. They right
7: will either. never. It's,
6: it's that it's, is the dumbest thing. No. That's like when people are like, "Oh, Seahawks down. No, Portland is no, not a Seahawks. Town. It's a San
7: Francisco Forty ers slash Raiders slash, slash Seahawks, Seahawks slash, slash Packers Steelers
6: slash Steelers <laughs> slash Cowboys. Yeah, 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 there is a big yeah. Cowboys following here. Uh, that's that's
7: pretty much how I would group the fans now.
6: Chargers because of Justin of Herbert. Herbert. Yep, like it's. It's all just kind of growing, but it's not a Seahawks. Town, no, it's not a Seahawks. That much. Um, but then you cross the river in Vancouver, Seahawks. Seahawks. town. It's weird.
7: <laughs> we're, we, now we're like, what, four miles from the river? Yeah, we're and right there. It's, 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 it, it, it is a strange phenomenon how that, that, that geographical thing kind of splits it off. But I will say this. The NBA is moving into Seattle, and the NBA is moving into Las
6: Vegas. It's just
7: a matter of when they
6: make the announcement. Yeah, just do it. Do it already. Come on. Give us something to talk about.
7: I'm, more than anything, I'm interested to see who the owners are. That's yeah. really what i Because if they're making the announcement, the ownership has been solidified.
6: All right. Uh, LeBron James. Michael Jordan. Oh, he already owns the team. No.
7: Well, here's the thing. is I would, I would not be surprised if a LeBron James group where he is heavily invested ends up as the majority <gasps> owner in Las Vegas.
6: I got it. Mm. I got it. They announce it. Mm-hmm. LeBron is the owner. Their first draft pick, Bronny James. I don't, Their first pick's Bronny.
7: I believe the way Done. the CBA is designed, he cannot technically own a piece of the team while he is an active
6: player. Uh, they're going to grandfather him in because he, he will be a grandfather by then. Yes, he will. Bronny's going to have a kid. You're not wrong. And they're going to start the wheels turning It's on. a literal
7: grandfather call.
6: clause. That's right. I like it. There will be the dad clause. I, again,
7: case. I want to see who ends up as the owner in Seattle because there have been so many names that have been floated around. Uh, as potential buyers for the Blazers. Whoever ends up not getting the Blazers is going to end up getting a team in Seattle.
6: There we go. All right. That'll do it for us on this Wednesday. Uh, we are back tomorrow. Guess what starts tomorrow? Football. The NFL's regular season, folks. Uh-huh. Let's go. All right. Uh, we'll be back from noon to three. Up next, you got primetime with Isaac and Souk from three till seven. Have a great Wednesday, Thursday, right here on the fan.
7: My.